All right, here we go. We're live, everyone. Uh, we didn't come up with a lead-in topic, but that's nope. okay. Because um, it should be pretty obvious what our lead-in topic is. My amazing hair. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to say how great the weather is. You know, it's a whopping six degrees just Celsius again, right now. Just again, that's the leading topic like every week now because I'm always making fun of you guys. Mm. <laughs> no, hey, uh, I've only been back one week for the podcast since. So, since you were in the states, that's yeah, true. that's true. Uh, this is a very special episode of the Top Down Perspective because we have a special guest, and that is uh, Vernon Shaw from Hot Pepper Gaming. Go hey. ahead and introduce yourself. Hey. Um, Wow, yeah, I don't know how... how um... I'll, apparently I'll be the only one clapping. <laughs> yeah, I wait. Thanks but... for having me. I honestly I don't know how special I am, but thank you. Well, you're different. You're different than the usual three. So. <laughs> They're all sick of us already, don't worry. You're, you're in the clear right now. But I remain the only person on the show without glasses. Oh, yep. Eyesight. You bastard. But... <laughs> <laughs> how dare you have 20-20? Um, for those who don't know, I'm the host, Sean Booker, this week, and I'm joined with John. Yo. And uh, Nathan. Hello. As of course, well. our guest. Yeah. Uh, hey. So let's just we'll jump right into what we've been playing, and uh, obviously, I want to know what Nathan's been playing first. <laughs> okay. Just completely ignore the guest. <laughs> you sit in the corner right no, now. Man, I'm, I'm playing boring stuff. I don't know. It's what's the video games. <laughs> then you seem Sorry. like the perfect guest for this show. Uh, okay, my list's really long, but a lot of it's just that kind of bouncing around trying to find something I really want to play. So I played some Nidhogg. I, I, we talked about it before, but um, yeah, I, I really want to play it multiplayer because I guess you, there's a bunch of variants. Not, you've not played a multiplayer? What? I played it like twice online. Like I actually found a game, and once it was okay, and the second time it was like really laggy. So that ruins that game. So. I don't know. I, I definitely see the potential, though. Like, it's a lot of fun, even just me against, like, the random, like, kind of AI dudes, but I I, I want to play a tournament of that game or something and see that kind of live chaos, so I don't feel like I've had the full experience, but it's pretty cool. Like, I, I guess seeing those same areas over and over again gets a little tedious, but I'm sure with kind of the live craziness of playing against a person, you won't even notice that. So, again, yeah. I want to play it properly. But, yeah. Have, have you had the opportunity to play it yeah, live in person? Yeah, that's the only way I played it was multiplayer. I played it online with a friend. And oh, okay. We had no lag, but he was also here in Calgary as well. Yeah. Uh, super smooth. Really fun. That thing gets hectic fast, and I love it. Did you do, like, Boomerang Sword or anything weird? or just? No, we just did the default standard. We didn't. Even, I didn't even think to check any of the other variants. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know there were variants until I was watching, like, coverage of the game that was showcasing just the multiplayer, and I was like, oh, you can turn on the weird ghosting effect and all this weird stuff. Like, at gravity, you can tweak that, and it's just like, I didn't know you could do that. So that game... That like the multiplayer is obviously this part of that game they really fleshed out, which makes sense. But yeah, so that happened. But I still feel like there's more to see there. Well, here's um, here's my question because obviously yeah. Samurai Gun is further. We'll get to that at some point. Okay. Uh, and it doesn't have uh, online multiplayer, and you would assume because yeah. of all like you know the Twitch gaming aspect, you know, lag would be awful. Is Needhog better for having it, despite you know it could just be an awful experience? Um, I think it's neat that you can at least potentially find somebody online to play. Like, the one game I did that was good was fine, but 
it seems the matchmaking takes a long time. I don't know if there's just not a lot of people playing it, but I don't know. I think overall I'm still happy it is an option because it's at least some live competition versus none at all. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I'm overall happy it's there. But um, anyway, some of my favorite gaming time this week was honestly on portable stuff. Like, I was playing Luminous over on the Vita, and then, like, I'd play a full round of that, see how far I could get. I was actually surprised by a lot of the songs that pop up in that game, like stuff I didn't know, like just Air and Chemical Brothers and uh, Wolfgang Gartner. Like, it's just weird stuff. I didn't know like, Wolfgang Gartner's in there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like the fifth of Beethoven or whatever, like his Beethoven's Fifth Symphony remix or whatever. That was fun to see. Um, so I try to just kind of get as far as I could in that, fail, and then play 999 and fall asleep. But that's, that means it's fine. That's good. Like, it's not boring. It's just, yeah. I, I should have maybe done what you said, because, like, I was like, no, whatever, I got this. I'm gonna keep playing and figure this out. I got the exact same ending. I, did I not say that yesterday? I got the exact same ending twice in a row. Yeah. Um, I saw some different stuff along the way, but... Like it just started going down the same path towards the end. I was just like, "This is this not this isn't good." But maybe I can still go and figure. Oh no, never mind. And it was a bad ending. I don't I don't know if that's just what happens when everyone plays it their first time. Is things go really bad on that ship? But it went really bad. So yeah, <laughs> I, I still like it though. I'm gonna keep keep taking a crack at it. But like the only thing I'm worried about with like the walkthroughs is I don't want to be spoiled like in any way whatsoever. So. You're like saying said, it's, there's just like a flowchart you can get that doesn't really spoil anything. Like, like it just says even... this this part is important. Choose this kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but okay, these are kind of older games at this point. Uh, Broken Age that's not even out yet. So I played Ooh. that for a bit. But so you came, you came back from the future, is what you're saying? Yes. Well, I was I was a Kickstarter guy, so I I haven't played as much of it as I'd like to, but that's kind of because like it's not you know part this is only part one, and I'm kind of savoring the experience and also trying to like introduce Brittany to this kind of adventure game, so like she's always around while we're playing and seeing it play out, and it's funny. So I've been playing Vela's story, I guess, like the so I haven't seen like all the weird space stuff or whatever yet, so there's much more to see, but it's it's been really like just uh. Definitely akin to all of Tim Schafer's older stuff. Like, it is very, like, just warm and funny, and you can't die, and it's just kind of easygoing, laid-back game. And, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty impressive so far. Animate's really nice. Like, the characters especially. It's, it's like, just watching a cartoon. Is that voice actor? What's his name? Um, Elijah Woods Wood? in it, but Elijah I haven't Wood. seen any of his stuff yet. I met Will Wheaton's character, though, and Jack Black, so they were kind of fun. Um... But yeah, I don't know. That, that's that been uh, enjoyable, but I, I haven't seen all of it. I feel it's kind of weird. Like It's like I have this kind of inclination where it's like, oh, sweet, I got first access to this. I could like live stream it. But if you do, you're kind of spoiling that game for whoever watches it because it is just those puzzles. So I don't know. I know that's been happening. I just, I don't know. I don't want to do that because then it's like, check out this thing. I solved all these puzzles and now you know all the well, answers. Well, clearly what you do is you live stream only the dialogue and then when a puzzle comes up, you just turn on like, like an animation screen or yeah, something. Yeah, I'll just switch to me. Just switch to, a pi- just switch to a picture of Tim Schafer. Yeah, it's just like, this is for his sake. I don't want to ruin it. But then if you get stuck at the puzzle and you're stuck on that Tim Schafer picture for like an uncomfortable <laughs> long time, <laughs> like it's just me clicking around trying to figure stuff out. Like, yeah, it, I mean, the puzzle solving, it almost just seems like a lot of it's just 
talk to everyone and choose all of the dialogue options, and a like a solution will probably present itself. So it's not too mentally taxing, but it's it's pretty fun. Do you guys have any interest in that when it comes out? Or are you gonna check? It I've out? been trying to get it from your Steam account, but it's still not technically out, so I can't. Right. It's licensed only to me because of early. So sharing doesn't work yet. Yeah. I, I've been looking at it at a glance, but I don't know if I'll really follow up on it because I'm not a big adventure guy. Uh, what about you, Vernon? Man, I still haven't even played Second Odds yet. It's just been sitting in my Wait, Steam whoa, library. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, what? years ago. Sorry. It's, uh, I mean, I haven't played Psychonauts either. Yeah, I got it gifted to me for my birthday, and it's one of those things where it's like I stare at it at my Steam library, and I'm like, is tonight the night? Is tonight the night I'm going to do it? But, like, you know... You know how you worry how um, something like in a la- an older generation, like Xbox, we were still figuring things out. Like it wasn't, it's not the pinnacle of technology. You know, it might be a really really fun game, but it might also be something that was like fun when you know the Xbox was the best thing out there. Oh, like it doesn't so, age well. Yeah. yeah. So I, I worry about that. For quite a few years. Sure. So sure. like it's like I did kind of find that with like Beyond Good and Evil. Like the HD version came out and I was really excited. And then it's just like, oh man, this tutorial is kind of junk. And I got like yeah. stuck on an early puzzle. And it was just like, how come I, there's no waypoint? I can't. I can't yeah, I couldn't figure out how to push a crate. Back like then. it was just embarrassing. So I don't know. Like I I know what you mean. And so yeah, there's that reticence to play it just because you know it might not have aged well, and I might have like. Miss that bandwagon. Mm. Now I'm just getting the picture like it's you like I'm gonna finally play Psychonauts, and then it just cuts to you going fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then keeping it quiet because diehard fans and whatever. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I think it. I think it held up okay. I played it a couple weeks ago on a stream. Mm. But I mean, you got to be in the mood for like a Mario-esque collectathon platformer. Yeah, That's it is very thing. much just a platformer with kind of better flavor dialogue than most kind of mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. But th- this is very much a throwback to, like, Day of the Tentacle and, like, Full Throttle and stuff. Like, it is very comfortable, like, comfort food kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. The story, though, I'm actually kind of intrigued by even what I've seen so far. It's just a neat take on just weird fantasy stuff. And, like, it's, yeah, I don't know, pretty interesting protagonist and whatnot. But it's, it's like, all stories, all the best stuff, so I don't want to really talk too much about like, oh, this joke was really funny. The guy said, and oh man, it was great. And it's just now you just ruined it. Now that's that was a terrible delivery of that joke. And also now I'm not gonna laugh when I see it. So yeah, I don't wanna <laughs> don't wanna do that. Um, and then yeah, th- those are kind of like the things I was like really enjoying. And then I was just kind of looking for something to get into. So I played like another hour of Devil May Cry. Um, like I got kind one? of. The the one from DMC, DMC. yeah, DMC colon Devil May Cry or whatever. Yeah, um, that colon's an important part of the name. So I, I I think I fought like the first boss, but it wasn't like too big. It was like oh, the, oh stage one, like the energy drink stuff. I don't know. Is that you're later? farther into the game? That's about chapter seven or eight. That's where I stopped. Oh okay. Um, all right. I I, I beat that part, and then I kind of. I don't know, like, where I'm going next. I'm kind of just waiting for this Raptor News stuff everyone keeps saying is so you amazing. You are, I, if memory serves me, two chapters away, if not less. Okay. I kind of got hung up on this weird, like, jumping side puzzle thing. It's like you get a key and you can open this special challenge. And I was just like, I want to do this. Like, I should, this shouldn't be that hard. And then I just tried over and over and kept falling. And then I was just like, I am fed up right now, so I stopped playing it. 
But I don't know. It was also kind of weird to just jump back in and try to remember how the combat system worked, but I think I picked it all up again, like the left trigger, right trigger modifiers and switching yeah. weapons and all that. That's, but, um, that's really the only difference from the other Devil May Cry games. So. Then there's no lock-on, right? Like, that's yeah, that kinda... too. Which, that, that's the one thing that bugs me about that game. Yeah, like it, it's kind of just familiarizing myself with all that again. Um, his hair color didn't bug you? Uh, I'm trying to think. Like The character design honestly stood out to me one time when he didn't have a jacket and was just kind of hanging out in the car. He just looks like just some generic guy. Like He just does not have the same flair. And I don't I know if that's joking because everyone got like angry when he. I know. So hair. now I'm I'm with those guys. Those internet psychos were actually right. Like, C- congrats on calling yourself an internet psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the club, man. <laughs> I don't know. It was just we make buttons. <laughs> His jacket isn't red anymore either. It's just it's kind of boxy. two out of ten. Yeah, oh. that's the jacket isn't right. Two out of ten. They just they ruined it. I like um, how the, only the jacket's the thing you worry about, not the hair, the jacket. Well, I th- you, you get different outfits. I think stuff. all of these are stupid, so... <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I'll, I'll keep taking another crack at it. I've, they I've... changed his eye color, damn it! Did they? No. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> do you... Wait, do you actually know... I don't actually care. eye color? I don't I, know how I don't you actually, know this topic. I'm honestly not worried about that. It's, yeah. It's more just like how distinctive he is as, like, a video game protagonist. And, like, sometimes he just looks like some guy on the street, and it's just, like, that's kind of weird. But I don't know. Um, then I jumped into Far Cry 3 for a bit. Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, like, I know I've kind of been mad about aspects of that game for a while, but the thing I kept running into was, like, I think the you play cloud syncing was doing weird things. Like, I would, like, start playing again, and then it would be like, your wallet's full. And I'm like, what? And I check, and it's like, it didn't save the wallet I had hunted before. So I had to go kill a pig again, and I had to do that like three times. And I don't know if it was like, I would die, and then it didn't checkpoint save my wallet, which is the thing I really care about, as opposed to the mission I was on. Wait, so I, why, why do you need a wallet in that game? You need a wallet. It constantly wants you to get wallets. Like, that's... Like, that and loot sacks are, like, the things compelling you to go hunting. And I would argue stuff. in real life that you also need a wallet, though. So you do need a wallet, but I don't need a bigger hold, wallet. Yeah, you're not going to be carrying around, like, $100,000 or ruples or whatever the currency is in that game. It's not even well, bigger. It honestly makes maybe no sense. Maybe I am, because like, I'm rich. It's like, this wallet isn't you just made get like out a, of shark Just get a meat. sack with, like, a money symbol on it. There you go. <laughs> I know. It, it's it's so weird. Like it's just like this wallet isn't made of the specific kind of letter like leather, therefore it can only hold two thousand dollars. So it's just like weird ways the game constrains you and kind of makes you participate in its economy and buy guns and stuff. Which is kinda just I don't know. I don't mind the actual like act of going hunting and finding animals and all that. Like that's kinda cool, but when it's kind of constraining like my ability to loot is kind of when it gets annoying. Like, I'll be on a mission, and it's just, like, your loot sack is full, and there's, like, nothing you can do other than, like, start throwing stuff away. So, I don't know. I do like that you can loot guns off of anybody, though. Like, that's the one thing that stood out, is, like, that is a thing I actually appreciate that Far Cry 2 didn't do, because if you stole a gun off of some other guy, it would be, like, a rusty piece of garbage, and it would just fall apart, like, ten minutes later. Whereas this is, like, the guys that are hunting you are using good guns, too, because why wouldn't they? So you can actually add them to your arsenal just by fighting guys. So, yeah. But, I, I don't know. I'm still pretty early, though. Like, did you guys end up beating that game? Like, I haven't played it. Never played it. 
Oh, you guys just played Blood Dragon? Yeah. Yeah. We played the better game. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I like islands. I don't. I guess there's a weird techno island in that too. It's like a neon soaked island. That's how you know it's from the future. It's soaked in neon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'll try that some more. I guess, but. There's there's little quirks here and there that bother me. They, they, kind of the skill trees and whatever, but I, I won't elaborate then. Um, I played a bit of Risk of Rain with Sean yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, but you'll probably talk about that at length. It sounds like you were playing a lot of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Oh, hey, really quick. If I can make a quick aside. Um, yeah. Whenever someone in the chat says macaroni... I was, I was curious about that. <laughs> um, that's... Uh, I said... That means I came from the Hop Ever Gaming Twitter... So I just tweeted out, out like, hey, we're on this live stream, say macaroni in the chat, and it appears to be working. Yeah. And okay. I am the happiest dude because of it. <laughs> you got so. your macaroni following from your Hello, hot pepper social gaming. Experiment. Um I'm trying to think what to even say about Risk of Rain, if I may. I, I don't know. It's how, how much rain is in the game? Um and is it risky? It's exactly. extremely risky. There's a lot of risk involved. It's kind of a metaphor for how much of like enemies flooding down on you. Like the way they describe the difficulties, it's like torrent or something. Isn't that the last one? The difficulties you know, are drenched. Like, yeah, monsoon, torrent, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just like the difficulty is constantly going up, and you are just kind of fighting guys and collecting better and better weapons. And I guess just seeing how far you can go. Though, is there kind of an end game or? From what I've from what I've heard, and I've gotten nowhere near it, there is an end game, but no, it is a roguelike. You're just trying to go as long as you can until you and, yeah, it, I guess. And you're fighting monsters and stuff, and cooperatively seems to be the way to go. Like I played it by myself and I don't know, I I did I played on. actually, in fact, I've played more of it alone. Like I think that's fine too, but it is great okay. co op. <laughs> okay. Um and we were playing on easy difficulty, but would, yeah. Would you say it's better co op than say Spelunky? Because Spelunky's co op's kind of one of those. Oh, it's like, total chaos. I don't think you can ones. shoot each other in this. Like, there's not. No. You're always kind of helping each other, pretty much. Yeah. As far as I can tell, like, I mean, we did have like a. There's an option where you can kind of split the loot between each other, and that was causing some kind of yelling. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, I can't even use this thing, and then it's just like, oh, Nathan doesn't have enough items. That guy sucks, and then I pick up the thing and get harassed about it. It was kind of weird, but yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Um, Castle Doctrine is kind of one of the weirdest things I checked out. That was today. Um, It is the new game from Jason Rohrer, who the big thing around this game is he basically put $3,000 of real money on the line for the in-game economy. So it's like at the end of this week, on the 29th or whatever, um, he'll take a look at the leaderboard and pay out in real dollars some like amount of money based on how much in-game dollars they have. And that was kind of weird. But the way the actual game is, it is like very traditional roguelike kind of experience, but other players are building the dungeons for you. So you're kind of basically trying to defend your household from other players and then going to rob their houses and they're setting up traps and like... Uh, putting guard dogs in there and all this stuff. And I have in practice found the game incredibly like just kind of frustrating. And also the build phase is just kind of really dry. Like, it's just like, do you want to play dungeon builder kind of game? Like, do you want to just sit here and like make hallways and then put a spike trap or like a electric floor over here or something? And it's just like really long. Like you're supposed to spend a lot of time building this house 
and then going out. And then, like, on top of that, I find the graphical presentation, like, really, really stripped down. But that's just me. I, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about this? It kind of started getting chatter today. But... I've nope. never heard of this game. Okay. Mm-mm. Fair enough. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about it right now. It's... Yeah, I... Kind of the big story around it was he was saying this game will never go on sale once it's on Steam. Like, he is not a fan of that business model. So he's kind of taking a stand, and he wrote this post that got a lot of people freaking out about kind of the current state of game sales and what that does to the perceived value of games and stuff. So I don't know. It's a little cheaper right now than it's ever going to be again, apparently, but I'm not convinced it's, like, got enough going on right now to warrant it. So, yeah, I I don't know how I feel. I It's kind of a... If you like old-school roguelikes and don't mind, like, 1993-era graphics, it's interesting, but I am kind of having trouble with it. Uh, then I played some Viscera Cleanup Detail Santa's Rampage by myself. Where are because... you finding these games? <laughs> Paul gave me that one because it is, like, has great potential for just goofy, dumb stuff happening. So we s- tried streaming playing that, but it, like, desyncs between players all the time and just makes it really hard to actually clean up that whole building. So I was like, I'm going to try to do this by myself. And then I did, and nothing happened. So there's, like, You're, you're no supposed way to, to feel the reward of a job well done, Nathan. I guess. Like, I could just look around and be like, yep, it's a lot cleaner than it was before after, like, two hours ago, but I kind of wish there was just, like, a threshold of cleanliness you reached, and then it's, like, good job you won, or something. Like, it was just, like, I, I, I did all this stuff. I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be, like, a, a metaphor because a room can never truly be clean because it'll always <laughs> keep getting dirty. I mean, I, I didn't organize all the stuff, too. Like, I didn't start putting all the presents. I feel like this is a great example. Like, remember when people were like, why are you playing Guitar Hero? Just learn a real guitar? It's like, yeah. why are you playing a game about cleaning... Why don't you just clean your room? <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's kind of like, I could actually vacuum, or... <laughs> I'd rather not. I'd rather play this video game about mopping. There's no there's no high score on life, guys. Yeah. I don't know. It It's kind of fun. Like, it's just like, the whole thing is like, a first-person shooter has already happened, now clean it up. Kind of like you're cleaning up the aftermath, so there's like, shotgun shells everywhere, and just blood, and you have like a mop and a like grunge detector and that's it you can kind of like use your hands to Sir, like pick up Santa stuff how does Santa get involved with this uh it's christmas themed this is the christmas one so there's multiple ones of these well that's yeah, yeah there's one set on space station that. oh sorry the shadow warrior one no i said i said the santa's revenge <laughs> is just the subtitle of the series yeah this is a uh, an entry in this series which I don't know. It reminds me of that Weird Al song. So, you know, Night Santa went crazy. So I yeah, thought it was... Hey, good song. Yeah. Hey, big fan. <laughs> um, and then, like, a couple hours ago, I started Darksiders again? The first one? Again? Yeah, I played it before, like, four years ago. And Did you play the second one? I started the second one, and then stopped playing it. Okay. And then I started this one, and I I really like how it starts. It's just like the apocalypse is actively happening, and you drop down in like busy city streets, and you're like throwing cars at demons, and then I don't know. It just it starts really well. So I don't know for how much more I'm going to play of that, but 
I was like, yeah, this game's cool, and like the sword fighting is really simple, and yeah. But again, like all that ladder stuff I just listed is just kind of me looking for something to get really invested in again. The portable systems kind of won the week for me, but yeah. Sorry to ramble on. That, that yeah, I'll be right back. I'm gonna grab my cat. She's looking really cute, and I just okay. Hold sure. something. Uh, right, here we come, flying cat coming out of the corner of the camera screen. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there you go. I'm sorry, continue. Two special guests. Two <laughs> right. Michael's actually been on a couple episodes of Hot Pepper Gaming for drinking our milk. While oh, we're... yes, yes, I've I've definitely seen that, yeah. All right, so we have to ask the cat what games they played next. So. <laughs> I think just, like, I know, is biting me when I'm trying to sleep a game. Do you keep score? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. All right, Vernon, you're up next. Tell us what games oh, you've been man. playing. Oh, I feel so boring. Um, I, feel, I don't know. I, I always worry, like, that I'm not being a good enough gamer because <laughs> sometimes I'll just forget to play video games and instead I'll, like, I don't know. I finished Legend of Korra finally. Okay. <laughs> no, um, recently played is... Um, what I've been playing the most is Starbound. Um, I don't know. Have any of you guys played that? I have, I have it installed, but... Yeah, I, I, I almost started it up like a week or so ago. I'm pretty it's curious like, about it. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, uh, listening in podcast land, um, Starbound is a um, sort of like a 2D... Minecraft, sort of like... To, I've never played Terraria, but I'm told it's very much like Terraria. Right. Um, takes place in space. Uh, the big draw to it is the fact that um, you get to travel to different planets and you're seeing different worlds. So, like, in Minecraft, whereas you have one world that you're just running around, you can just sort of warp to a different place. And I believe they're all... And this is... Uh, maybe I haven't done enough research, but I believe they're all, like, interconnected, as in, like... You can give someone coordinates, um, and they can see the same world that you just saw. So it's procedurally generated in a sense, but procedurally generated in a way that you can visit the same things that people have visited. Um, so far, it's really fun. The big problem is that it's a, uh, it's still in alpha, so you're dealing with regular data wipes, or, oh, or right. beta, I don't know. So you're dealing with data wipes. You're dealing with like um, features that are promised but aren't there yet. So it has a lot of potential. Um, I'm kind of hesitant to keep playing it because I don't want to get too invested in it before data wipe. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently, like, it's pretty worth your money. It's a, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot to create. There's a lot to explore. It just There's a lot of balancing that needs to happen. Do you know like, what's The coolest thing that I heard about it was, like, you couldn't get stranded and have to, like, rebuild a ship or something. I haven't dealt with that yet, unfortunately. Okay. I wish I could speak more to that fact. Um... But the game actually starts off with you stranded and, and then, like, finding, like, coal to power your ship. Your, your ships are powered by coal. It's very paradoxical. Okay. Um, it's like but, steampunk yeah. kind of? Like, that's... Nah, no, actually, you are, there's a bunch of different races. Um, okay. Well, I mean, you, one could make the argument for steampunk being that one of the races is called the Glitch are robots that, okay. um, like, I don't know, for some reason they, like, they maintain that, like, medieval kind of feeling to them, so there's a lot oh, of bees and okay. cows with them. Strange. It's weird. How much, like, sci-fi hooks, like, can you get laser rifles, or is there, like, you know, spaceship customization or something? Yeah, yeah. Or... Right now, they're, like, they just rolled out spaceship customization. A lot of the item, the items in the game, you know, 
I feel like I'm at a very beginning portion of the game since I'm still working with melee weapons, so looking for that next uh, sword to like protect myself from monsters or whatever while I explore. But you okay. can work your way up to guns and rifles and laser stuff and um, just increasingly more and more badass okay. things. The game is divided into tiers um, separated by bosses, so whenever you, um, you, know, you summon a boss, you fight them, you beat them, and then you unlock a new tier of building. Hmm. So, so then you can get different metals, different things to build. So, and then you can visit different planets, which offer different materials to mine. So you continually work off of that and just get um, bigger and better loot. Do you okay. do you know what studio is actually working on the game? Um, it's I think it's uh, some of the team from Terraria. Okay, because uh, the footage I've seen of it does look very similar to Terraria, so I see why they always make the comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think, because it's still an alpha, it's trying to kind of get the Minecraft sense of if we just put it out in its very basic phase, we can just keep building up our fan base like Minecraft has? Because a lot of games are doing that now. Even Nathan said he's playing a, a game in alpha right yeah, now. I, think that, I don't think yeah. that's specific to Starbound. I think that's just games. Just early access is the well, I mean, hotness right I'm, now. I'm but... just saying it's like a similar concept. but Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting where the industry is headed. Like, you know, if you were to tell me back in 1997 when I was playing NFL Quarterback Club on the Nintendo 64 <laughs> that at some point people were going to be giving me games that kind of weren't finished and you're just going to play it and it's eventually going to get better. But sort of the fun is watching it get better and joining in the community and creating other things. I probably sure. wouldn't have believed you and I probably I think I would have been eating a lot of Lunchables at the same time. Um, Actually, we got someone up on Twitter that said, Starbound has recently touted that the next coming patch will feature the last time they wipe your character and shuttle back. Oh, thank God. So, thank God. Apparently, nice. this guy says not too much longer. Okay. okay. Well, there's that. Well, that, I feel kind of bad now because I actually did a Hot Pepper game review of it that's going to go up in a couple weeks where I mentioned the data wipe, so I might have to like do some redacting or... Um, do some whatever. fancy editing. Yeah. <laughs> um, this guy's yeah. lying. <laughs> um, yeah, most people don't don't realize that we sort of like block shoot hot pepper gaming things. It's it's just most, most people don't realize that happens with most content in general. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we we do videos as well uh, on one of my channels, and we keep getting comments on videos we recorded like six months ago. How come you're not playing this game that just came out? <laughs> well, uh, sort of. Didn't exist back then. Yeah, that time travel issue hasn't been figured out yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Starbound. It's it's really fun. I'm glad to see that the data whites are going to end. Um, you know, it's it's definitely going to be worth in the future, and it's already having this burgeoning community around it. Going back to what you were saying about the interesting thing about like alpha games and um, you know building something together with a community. I just think that's a really cool area that hop at, Sorry, that start. Starbound and games like it are going into sure. in the fact that, you know, this isn't how it used to be, but now we're working together as a community and not just, like, a publisher-gamer, you know, connection. Right, and you can almost feel, like, more of an attachment to that game as a player if you kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, watched it grow, or but, like, you were there when it was just, like, broken or something. Mm-hmm. You just saw it evolve and whatnot. I mean, it's, it's Broken Age seeing the documentary stuff and then seeing, like, oh, this character's now in the game because of that decision made that I saw them make. It's kind of weird, but kind of cool. Like, you feel like you were witness to, like, creative moments that actually are now playing out right in front of you, but that's a little Or different. it was all scripted and life sucks. 
Yeah, that whole movie everything just, is a lie. That was so yeah. weird. <laughs> Seemed uh, random. But. It does kind of... I feel like it might be a double-edged sword, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way about this, but when Minecraft was in alpha uh, is the time I got into it, and by, at that point they still hadn't figured out the um, like the mining portion all too well. Like The, the resources were a little scarce, and uh, my game would frequently corrupt, and after that happened I was like, man, I don't want to play this anymore, and then yeah. I haven't really touched Minecraft since alpha. Sure. No, I see what you're saying, yeah. <clears throat> well, isn't that why, like, on Steam, specifically when there's like an early access game, it's like really common for developers to be like, this game is super common, we might change tons of stuff. Yeah, Daisy was really good about being upfront about, don't, this is not done at all, thank you for buying it, but don't expect this to work the way it's going to eventually, kind of thing. Or like, Wasteland 2 is kind of weird though, because they're charging more than they will eventually, right now. So they're kind of, like, opening it up to, like, hey, if you want to help us, like, you can do that now. We'll give you a bunch of, like, bonus stuff, but this game will eventually not be $60. So people are trying different ways to do it. That is strange. Yeah. And Mercenary Kings, did... John, did you check that out yet? You have it on your profile. But John left for a minute. John, John left for a minute? You, you, you can see it. Like off the camera. Whoa. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for doing that. Jeez. I was looking at the camera, not at the <laughs> screen. So... I mean, to keep the conversation going, I've also been playing Samurai Gun. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, so we mentioned it a bit earlier. Um, we actually, I don't know if it's early access, because it's not technically out yet, right? I think it's out. I, I think, think it's it okay. is out. Okay, um, we, um, we got it because we're testing out this new format called Hot Pepper Versus, where um, two people uh, eat hot peppers and play a Versus video game, and then the winner gets the milk. <laughs> okay. You're just designed around just torturing people, aren't you? Like, that's the yeah. whole idea, isn't it? Specifically, yeah. And um, <laughs> I really hope that that's... Rub hot peppers in your eyes and then try and play <laughs> this game. Just everybody's crying. Yeah. Everybody's uh, just pain. Every, I don't know, like... Now I'm thinking I'm just, like, we're going to play an entire session of Mario Party rubbing these in your eyes. This is going to be, like, two hours long, but this is how it's going to go. It's going to happen. Yeah, I worry about that a lot. Like, I don't want to be the guy who just hurts people for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, Hot Pepper Gaming is really, really fun. It's it's a lot of fun to work on, and it just, like, brings me and all my gaming friends together, and, like, all the people who work on the channel. Just, it's a fun activity. But, man, do I want to not keep hurting people. <laughs> <laughs> I do this because I love you. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's... So, yeah, so... The game, the Hot Pepper versus, like, we got Samurai Gun for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a blast to play, man. It is, it's Super Smash Brothers. Um, again, for those of you guys who haven't played it, it's just a, it's a samurai-based uh, arena fighting game. No, not battle arena, but just screen fighting game. So it's a lot like... Um, Towerfall? Very stripped, yeah, very, exactly like Towerfall, or a very stripped-down version of Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, so it's just very fast paced. It's very frenetic. Um, there's a lot of sword. Yeah, just a just a couple buttons to play. Uh, easy to pick up, hard to master, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, and it's just a blast to play. And um, I'm really eager to just get as many friends as possible with as many like Xbox controllers as possible hooked into my PC to play this game. Yeah, I guess my problem with that with Samurai Gun is just I don't really ever have people over. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That, the constant, um, the constant battle to actually have friends. Yeah, I'm familiar yeah. with that. Right. So, <laughs> it's, 
I think, like I talked about earlier, but Nidhogg might be a good candidate for that because it's got the very push-pull thing. Like, a match can go an insanely long time, but it's, I don't know, it can switch, like, flip really quickly. It's also actually, I'm actually, I'm really excited to play Nidhogg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you like Samurai Gun, they're, they're, it's very, like, one hit, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Like Two-button kind of game, some, similar, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. And uh, you have one more game on this list. Oh Find yeah, I'm still I'm still talking, aren't I? Um, sorry. <laughs> right, yeah, I've been I finally got into Borderlands 2. I again like I'm yeah. I'm operating like a year behind on things in terms of Steam sales. Just I'll get excited about something and then kind of just like I don't want to pay that much money and then end up buying it for like two ninety nine on Steam. Yeah, I was gonna say, like at this point, that thing's got to be like five dollars for like all of it. I think the yeah. no the the game of the year one's still a bit more, but uh, yeah, I paid seven forty nine I think for it in like March, oh, November or something. Exactly, yeah. it's super I'm, worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I haven't played Borderlands one, and um, it's Whoa. been a while. Look, man, what do you you're want? We're just gonna keep saying. No, this I'm just surprised about. you like skipped it. Like, all yeah. I do is make people eat hot peppers and then review <laughs> video games. All I do is hurt people. I don't have time for video games. God. Oh man, I wish I had like. Like a Twitch or something where I can be like, well, this is my job that I'm going to do right here. I'm going to play this thing that I'm meaning to play. Feel free yeah. to watch me. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but. John. <laughs> <laughs> Shut, you're blowing not, the cover. Shut up. <laughs> not to call anybody out, person with the entire wall so of what, uh, video games that he's no doubt played. No one's. Oh, no, you don't know John. Wall of video games behind me. <laughs> um, what's your class? What, who do you play as? Oh shit! I, I don't. I don't even know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but um, come, has it fucking stop me? Has it fucking stop me? Um, it's mostly a thing. Um, so I have two brothers, and um, uh, we used to be like really, really close. Like we grew up poor. We lived in the same room as each other for like 18 years, and we were all like homies, and we all used to play multiplayer video games together, and. This is the first time in a long time that I've really experienced that, like, well, we're sort of scattered to the four corners of the winds. How are we going to keep together? Oh, right, playing Borderlands 2 together and, like, drawing friendship and, like, communication out of that. So, like, you know, like, you can call your Touching brothers. Just, yeah, you can call your brothers and say, hey, what's up? How's it going? Things are great. Uh, this is what I'm doing. Girls are girls and whatever. Um but like girls to, are girls confirm ain't that true um but you know when you're actually like in a game working together with on something like working towards a goal i think that's like that's a deeper connection than just like hey how was your day like how did that you okay you don't know a man until you watch him shoot some guy right in the face precisely it's yeah it's electric gun yeah it's yeah just, with an electric gun that also like swears at you or something oh yeah so you know like you all probably know this already, but um, the game is really fun. The writing's on point. Um, very addictive. Very, like, uh, it's very amazing how they've incorporated the RPG elements and the the things that sort of keep you playing. Not only keep you playing, but keep you, like, wanting to explore, wanting to complete quests, and wanting to, like, level up. So what's your class? Co- is it Commander? Is that like the main dude? The, like, the guy... Yeah. If yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're Anton, your commando. Yeah, my older brother runs a mechromancer, and my little brother, shit, what's the assassin class? Uh, I think Zero? it's assassin. No, yeah, is it Zero assassin. or something? 
Not yeah, no. Zero, Zero's the character. Oh, okay. I like the... I always play Siren. I like Siren. Okay. Yeah, I like, so... I, been, I like Gunzerker, so... Sure. We've been playing it cooperatively. We're about, I don't know, 23 levels in. As in, leveled up to level 20. I'm confusing myself here. But yeah, really fun so far. Yeah. No, I remember the, the that game is always like, just one more quest, just one more quest, yeah. and then it's like 5 in the morning. So they, yeah. I understand that I have work tomorrow, <laughs> but what about one more quest? Exactly, yeah. All right, John, what have you been playing? I've been playing video games such as uh, Nidhogg, which I oh, yeah? spelled as uh, Nidog in the doc, because apparently I don't remember the names of games anymore. And I HD, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I, had, I played some rounds with a friend, went through all four maps. Really good. Needs more maps. Kind of does, yeah. yeah. But you, you go through those fast. And the swords kind of blend into the cloud one. You can't even see it. That's it's the weird. thing. The cloud one throws you off a bunch because, like, the random platforms that will disappear when you're standing on them too long and stuff I mean, like that. That sounds perfect if you're going to throw it because it will be, like, stealth throw sword. How do you deal with the narrow hallway and the mines? Because that always gets really standoffy and rolling into swords. It's well, that's kinda... the challenge. So, like, because you can counter, like, down shots. Like, you can counter rolls like with flicking your sword, sword out. No, yeah, thing? keep put your sword down, and that'll counter a roll. Oh, okay. But if you want to counter someone who's blocking for a roll, go up and stab them in the face, because they have to lean down. Okay. Just a face stab. Yeah. It's violent, or, or, but Or disarm not. them. You can disarm but them. But it is? Too. Yeah. I don't know. But okay. I don't know. I, I think it's really good. Uh, I've also... Been playing more Payday 2, as always. Uh, oh, they awesome. added, uh, basically, prestiging, right? Yeah. They, infamy? It, they added, they, yeah, they call it infamy. So the way it works in this game is now, when you hit a level 100, and if you have $200 million in your offshore account, which <laughs> odds are if you're level 100, you probably have that much, you give up all your levels and all your skill points and go back to level 1. But now you've got an infamy point. Now this infamy point gives you unlocks another tree, which will give mm. you perks. Uh, I think the... The two perks you get right off the bat are it takes 5% less experience to actually level up, and okay. you you get 25% off any skill point costs in the skill trees. So basically, prestiging will let you get more skills if you level back up to 100. Are, do you know all this because you hit level 100 last week? No, I, I'm only level 71. Okay. I figured you were a lot closer than any of I haven't. Of us, I haven't so. played for like a week straight. I, I took a break. You oh, were okay. playing right before we started recording. Well, until today. That was also for a recording, so... Okay. So justification. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay. But yeah, no, I've been enjoying that. I think the Prestiging is cool. They added a new song. Every time Your, they do like a major update, plan was to stop at level 100. Now that Prestiging is there, what's the new plan? Uh, play until I stop finding it fun. Okay. I think that's a good rule of thumb for a video game. It's sure. great, because like, with the whole conceit of the game, you could go on that one last job, and yeah. it'll be the last thing, and it's super dramatic. Like, it's like, oh, were you there for Proton John's like last run? It's like, yeah. <laughs> See, that one time he failed to rob a bank like three times? He fought times. like eight dozers by himself. It was nuts, and then the legend will spread. <laughs> the <know>? legend? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then you'll come back, pick up your gun again one day in like 2017. And then I'll find out how bad I am at the game again. And the servers will be down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That too, probably. Yeah. Uh, on top of Payday, I played Pokemon Y. I ended up falling into that trap. Oh, you actually started digging well, you started it? it last week, and you weren't enjoying it. Well, I'm I'm reminded why I used to like Pokemon when I was still in high school. Okay. But, so, uh... Eh. So, are you, 
Wait, are you warming up to it? I don't know what you're... Th- I'm, I'm warming up to it a little bit more. Okay. Um, I, I'm playing with a gimmick. That's probably why I'm finding it actually interesting to play, because it's different to me. So right now I have five fire-type Pokemon, and I'm, oh, waiting right, to find right. a, I'm waiting to find a sixth one, and I'm just going to have all fire Pokemon and see if I can actually beat the game. All right. I bet you can, considering you can beat that game with just, like, one really powerful Pokemon. Yeah, so probably. Just it'll that's be- not how it's always been, at least. Yeah, that's my strategy all the time. You can usually just, like, grind out. Yep. See, when I, when I played the game as a kid, I was always like, all right, I have to make sure everyone's just as powerful, because that way I've I can get all my... I've never done that. Really? Ne- no, it's always been you get a starter, and then everyone else is, like, an HM tool, and they're all level four, and the starter's way powerful. What happens or if, something. like, an insta-kill move happens, like explosion? Yeah. Uh, well, then you send out the HM guy, and you use <laughs> revive on your main guy... HM guy gets killed, main guy comes back, saves the day. You have a bizarre strategy for this game. Although apparently that's really the speedrunning strategy too, so... Oh, there you go. There you go, so you're a professional speedrunner. Yep. No Congratulations. Congratulations. Next thing you know, you're doing segments of Half-Life 2 where you're, I don't know, like, jumping through walls, and also you have a crowbar and a box, and you're jumping on the box. It gets complicated. You were totally watching running. Speed you, you? <laughs> you were totally watching AGDQ. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. But I um, I don't know. Like, I, I think I have the same interest in speedrunning as most of like the generalized public who don't know a lot about speedrunning. In that, like, um, you just don't know how someone beats Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time in 25 minutes, and you just sort of like stare at the video transfixedly as like because they're just doing the weird level. shit. Yeah, and the most fascinating yeah. things are, like, when, when someone, like, runs a commentary over it and, and they're like, okay, so, like, the game clock is counting down right now and at a certain time, like, I can backflip into this one thing and it'll warp me to a certain place. And you sort of get a bigger understanding of um, how video games work in that sense, and it's really fun to watch. Um, but I, I feel s- like that's more of a bigger understanding of how video games are broken. Yeah. Well, so it, true. It, it does kind of ruin the immersion of a game, but, I mean, that's half the fun is just breaking the <laughs> hell out of it. Yeah, true. What else, John? Uh, still enjoying Pokemon. Uh, I also played Stone Protectors for the Super Nintendo. Oh, I've never heard of this game. Do you remember Trolls? No. Uh, like like the, the, from the, dolls? the 80s with the hair? Oh, the dolls. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did you yeah. know that they made a version of that for guys? No, but that guess, sounds like something they, they would try. I guess I know that now. Yeah. Did you know they also made a cartoon? No. Was it called Stone Protectors? I think it was actually. Okay. Apparently, like the toys were something else, but the idea. This is basically a beat 'em up, where you play as like these weird troll monstrosities, mm-hmm. and you Just try to save off trolls. Okay. Yeah, they're like the weird like. It's a. They, Do they have to... like the crazy hair. Yes. Okay. Like that's the distinctive thing. So I'd imagine that was like, how do we make this hair appealing somehow? Some. The distinctive other... hair and like the weird like face that kind of looks like a Goomba. Yeah. Sure. So, okay. yeah, it's like a weird beat-em-up where you're, you're like this rock band, this punk band that gets transformed into these giant trolls, and you have to run around fighting these monsters, trying to save whatever kingdom the, the gems that gave you the power to transform came from. It's really stupid. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a video game premise. That's That's not bad. I don't know. Was it fun? Was... Did you enjoy playing no. this game? No, actually. No. <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's not weird. even a fun beat-em-up? You just, like, just... I, okay, I'm a big fan of beat-em-ups. I love like Streets of Rage, Final Fight, stuff like that. 
Stone Protectors, for some reason, has lag on every move you do. So half the time your controls don't actually work, and you die all the time because of it. Like just long animations, or...? It'll be like, alright, I'll press the X button. Attack. <laughs> Attack. This yeah. obviously isn't online or anything, right? So... No, it's a, it's a Super Nintendo. Yeah. Right. Just input so... lag weirdness somehow. That, yeah, that sounds broken. It's okay. not that good. Hmm. Did you beat it, though? It's like 90 minutes long or something? Or? No, I, I tried it once or twice. I'm like, all right, no, I'm not going to waste my day playing this. Okay. I might go back to go. it later if I figure out something, but what I ended up playing instead was the original Crash Bandicoot. Hey. Because I'd actually never played it before until like a week ago. Oh. Yeah, You're so getting... all right. I'd never played any Crash games up until like whatever stream that came up on. Okay. And um, I got to say, fuck that game. Oh, okay. I was like, I gotta say, Naughty Dog really holds up. It's amazing. Those guys had Crash it. Bandicoot 1 is not a good game. I am shocked that we got a big, long series out of it. Hmm. I feel like so many people are just, like, yelling at you right now. You no, know, here's the funny thing. When I did the stream for that, everyone in the chat was like, yeah, don't worry, the other games are better. The first one's kind of bad. Okay. okay. So I had, I had affirmation that I was not thinking this myself. I think the main problem I'm having with it, though, is the fact that I'm trying to 100% it. Oh. That's, yeah, that's usually a problem with, like, every game. Because here's how you 100% this game. You beat a stage, you break every box in the stage, and you do that all in one life. <laughs> okay. What? Like, if you die, you lose complete completion? Yeah, you, you don't 100% the stage. You have to beat, break all boxes in one go without dying. Checkpoints don't count. Gross. Okay. Do you get anything for doing that? Yeah, you get a gem, which lets you uh, 100% other stages. This is like Wait, really so you annoying get the achievements opportunity before to achievements. do it again. Yep. On a different stage. Yeah. I mean, That's... wasn't Crash Bandicoot one of the first like launch titles of the original PlayStation One, where they were kind of, I don't know, trying to figure stuff out? It was. Yeah. Years? Like it was. It's one of the few games that actually you can get a tall box for. Really? Yeah, but um, I don't know. It's just it, it shows its age, I guess, or just the fact that Naughty Dog figured out a lot of stuff in the later Crash games. Hmm. I, I, it, I don't even know how it is. Like, is it side scrolling? Are you running towards the camera or something weird? Like, it, it's both. There's points where you'll be doing just left to right, jumping and dodging, and have to go in the foreground and background. There's points where you'll be running towards the camera, running away from the camera. Okay. It's it's basically a. 3D platformer disguised as a 2D platformer. It, it's it's trying to be like that phenomenal 2.5D platformer, but it's not really. Mm. It's like Mario 3D Land and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Is there, yeah. Okay. That's too bad. I've never played actually. The, I think I've only played Crash spinoffs, like Nitro Kart and Crash Bash. So, yeah. They're Mario Party I clone. I think I'm something similar to that, yeah. It's pretty yeah, great. Crash Bash. Crash Bash. But yeah, I don't know. I'm almost done the game. I think I'm like 75% through. I might as well finish it off if I'm at this far. So. I, I guess. Yeah. And then maybe I'll try the second one because like, everyone tells me it's much better. So I'm hoping that's actually the case. I'm actually going to say, no, you don't have to finish it oh, off. Oh, now I remember what the real thing that kind of bugged me off with this. Okay. Do you know how you, you, know how you save in the game? Uh, you, you go to like slot one or something and say, hey, memory card or something. And... No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's just crazy. One guess. would assume. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, that happens later. I'm going to assu- assume it's something obtuse. Yep. 
Uh, you either find a bonus game and win it. Okay. Or you 100% a stage. Wow. <laughs> it's like hiding saves behind really skilled gameplay. That's weird. Yeah, so there was literally one point where I wanted to go to bed and then couldn't because it took me an hour and a half to find any area I could actually 100% a stage. Because what about the bonus game? What's so bad about that? Why you only get to do them once. Once you've done them, they're cleared and they don't ever come back. Oh, okay. I don't so know if my reaction like... to this game is, well, I might as well just finish it. Your reaction should just be like, I'm going to throw you out the window. There's like, It's just stupid because there's a finite amount of times you can save. Hmm. That's weird. That and almost then, seems and, like something you'd see in like Dead Rising. Like and, and here, you can only save this too. many times. Here's another thing: certain stages you can't even 100% your first time through because you need a certain gem that you get later on in the game. So you have to go back to those stages after clearing so many other stages 100% to get the gems you can 100% and save. So it's like, oh sweet, I got a gem. Now I can save. That's awesome. Yeah. I, incentive. It's like you know, it's got a roguish element. <laughs> To some the, of the stages. The, the only cool thing about it is that they actually... This is back before they figured people would be buying the memory cards. Mm-hmm. So there's a password option on top of the ability to just, like, save to a memory card. Oh, okay. So if you didn't own a memory card, you'd be like, all right, type in, like, up, down, left, left, right, and then you'll be back at stage two. Man, that is so, like... Still trying to figure things out. I know, which is probably why everyone's like, Crash 2 is so much better, because all that bull is just gone, but I don't know. I'm just going to stick it out since I'm that far. Hmm. There you go. All right, Kinda... so I played, uh, I played one game this week. Yep. I, I played it a whole whack. Like, this is weird. I usually don't get like addicted to games, but Risk of Rain is really good, and it's hitting like, all my pleasure centers. <laughs> Even the... Uh... The sexy ones? Like every pleasure center I can think of. Pleasure centers I didn't even know I had. Wow. Okay. So I've pretty much played it like every night this week since starting. Like we did our movie podcast. I played it throughout that podcast. Okay. If we weren't on camera, I'd be playing it while we were talking. Mm. Um, It's very Borderlands-like in its... um, and just kind of the aspect of all the weird loot you can get, and it's just really weird stuff. But what's really great is all the power-ups and items that you can unlock are, like, all extremely useful. So, like, Nathan talked a little bit about before, but you're kind of always getting swarmed by enemies, and you'll get something like, every time you kill an enemy, you're going to get health, which is extremely useful. Or every time you kill an enemy, your max health is going to go up. Or every time you kill an enemy, the ground's going to get lit on fire. Like, all the power-ups are just fantastic. And then, um, so I've been playing with Paul, and we came up with this Risk of Rain Daily Challenge, which is like a spoof on the Splunky Daily Challenge, where we have mm-hmm. one shot to see how far we can make it. I've only ever made it to level three before just getting destroyed. That did, game did, ramps up Did we the make difficulty. it that far, or not quite? We, I'm trying I to think. I thought we died in like the very opening seconds of level three, or something. Uh, yeah, right, yes, just after that. We, okay. I made it a bit longer than that before. I've survived maybe 45 minutes or so. Okay. But, yeah, that game, like, you... You drop your guard for a sec, and you'll just be swarmed with, like, three boss monsters at the same time. Hmm. But anyway, is there, really is there a persistent layer to it, though? Like, can, like, does anything carry over? Like, stuff you unlock or something? Like the Stuff classics? you unlock will carry over, because if you, if you make it, like, certain distances in the game, you'll unlock new items that can be used. Oh, okay. Or that can be, like, purchased and found. 
Uh, and then also just game completion percentage. Like, I've been playing it a ton, and I've um, I've done 9% of the game. Okay. There's so many items to find and whatnot. Hmm. Um, I'll say the soundtrack is fantastic. When you get to hear it over the explosions. Right, yeah. I got a power-up that made every one of my shots exploded. So it was just, like, non-stop explosion sounds as, like, we're trying to talk to each other. because I had a machine gun, so every time I was shooting, it would explode everywhere. That game's extremely fun. You killed, like, 20 dudes in one shot. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably be playing it once we finish this podcast. Okay. So that's a ringing endorsement. That's, yeah, it's like really ten good. bucks or something. It's, it is ten bucks. The one yeah. thing I absolutely despise about it, though, is to get the multiplayer. It's like port forwarding and IP address related. Yeah, Ooh, it's a little. I've never much. experienced that in a game before, and that is complete bullshit. <laughs> That's pretty much all PC gaming before Steam. Yeah. Well, guess what? This game's on Steam. It. So fuck that. I know. Like, Viscera, I had to do the same thing to play with Paul, and it was just like, this This is like what people would talk about when they would play Quake in, like, 1997. Like, this is... But it's right now, 17 years later. Like, how did that like, happen? I just, I honestly don't understand why you would do that. Like, it, it ensures that I can never just play with anyone. I always have to, like, plan out a multiplayer. Story. Yeah. It is a little strange. But... It sucks. I hate it so much. But anyway, yeah, for those watching, we do our daily... It's not daily, it's almost daily. Risk of Rain daily challenge. And because you can have four people, we're probably going to get fans in on it. So if you like Risk of Rain, you should definitely join us. I know we're doing one tomorrow night. So we've got two slots open. Just for people to know. There you go. And uh, if that's it for everything we played, let's talk about the last week in news. Yay. Hooray. I only wrote down one of these, so... Some of this is uh, new to me too. So, are we discussing right. the political conflict in Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. That, it's like it's not video game news; it's world news. Did anyone yeah, hear about Justin about. Bieber being arrested? <laughs> yeah, is that, is that a big deal? <laughs> yeah, it's. A, I think it's a big deal in the fact that pe- I, I guess, like, I don't know people. I guess on our side of the media are more angry that that news trumped the Ukraine news mm-hmm. in like in CNN. So it's like it's well, it's like so this is sort of like political upheaval, and it's kind of like shit's getting bad in Europe. But like this one guy from Canada, who's this like big pop star, who you really shouldn't care about, but we're gonna make you care about him. He yeah. uh, he drag raced a car, and he was kind of drunk. <laughs> yep, world headlines. That's important. Drag racing is incredibly dangerous. Rest in peace, Paul Walker. Oh my God. Uh, also yeah. news, but too that was fast, from a while too ago. Furious, too soon. Yeah. Oh, this is officially the Paul Walker memorial stream. Exactly. Yeah, that's like every one of these podcasts, to be honest. <laughs> At least in my heart. <laughs> Guys, games are great. This is all awesome. Video games is perfect. But man, Paul Walker, Fast and the Furious. Never forget. Like, yeah. Never forget. <laughs> I wake up sad every morning. Okay. Deeply felt. Okay. We're living in a post Paul Walker environment. Alright, so. Nintendo, apparently, they're not doing too well. What? But, like, two weeks ago, I had that story where they're doing okay. Right. What happened? Well, okay is not well. Oh, okay. You're right. I, what, oh, oh, this is the Wii U sales thing, right? Like, the forecast? This is the yeah. Wii U sales. Yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, in previous iterations, they were talking, like, we're expected to hit, like, 9 million sales, and then, most recently, they came out and said, 
we're actually only probably going to hit like 2.8 million sales, which is a huge drop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, I did notice on Twitter, Nathan, you mentioned you picked up a Zelda Wind Waker HD, so th- I'm sure they're very thankful for you helping them out. It was honestly the day I read that news. I was like, we got to go to the mall. And then I bought that game. I was like, we gotta go buy a Nintendo game. console. They need they need a console sale. I already did. We got two in this house. Ooh, buy a third. Ooh. No. <laughs> Make them drag race each other. How much do you oh, love Nintendo? Too much, oh, apparently. But... So we have to go out and buy all the Wii Mini. We gotta buy some. Yeah. Paul Walker would have wanted. 2DS. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Paul Walker left this world with a thriving Nintendo, and we need to cherish that. <laughs> <laughs> At what point does this get wrong? Like, at yeah. what point should we, like, take a step back? Like, apologize to the Walker estate. Never. Never. <laughs> so Nintendo's even come out uh, to state, like, they're thinking about new business structure, and uh, given the expansion of smart devices, we are naturally studying how smart devices can be used to grow the game player business. It's not as simple as enabling Mario to move on a smartphone. Yeah, that was a so, weird quote, but, yeah. <clears throat> It's weird to hear Nintendo actually talking about we might have to significantly change some stuff. Like license out some stuff or something, yeah. It was, it was weird. Like, I, I, don't I don't know, I kind of agree with that. Nintendo's been the, the company that's had this, like, almost, like, I don't know, like, almost stupidly, like... Um, stubborn? Traditional. Yeah, stubborn, stubborn's the word, sorry for saying stupidly, but, like, the stubborn clinging to, like, how it is traditionally and... I don't know if history's taught us anything. Like when you click to what's when you cling to what's traditional and what's safe, obviously you're going to get like washed over by the people who are embracing the new things and are trying the new things. Mm-hmm. So while I think it's really cool to like you know, you know, I'm holding that Super Mario 64 in my heart. I'm you know loving every Zelda release regardless of if, if it's the same game or not. Um, if they don't sort of understand where gaming is going. They're gonna get. They're gonna get the Sega treatment, man. They're like we're we're gonna dreamcast ourselves on out of here. On the yeah. other side, though, like the Wii, that was drastically different and mm. saved them from weird GameCube sales. Well, that's it's so true. weird how quickly that reversed again, though. Like, and the attach yeah. rate was terrible. Like, people bought a game or two and then just kind of ignored everything else. So third parties still totally left, and now we're kind of. Yeah, like, I was playing Game & Wario today, but, like, that's first-party stuff. Like, it's all first-party stuff. So, I don't know. It's... Might not be long for this world. I, I don't know. Kind of makes me I don't sad. know. Like, uh, like uh, Vernon was bringing up earlier, just mm. the way they think is so backwards. There was an interview uh, a week or two ago where someone was talking about, during Wii U development, they asked the people in charge of their online infrastructure, why is this not similar to Xbox Live? And their response was, we've never used Xbox Live. That's insane. <laughs> that they're not even like keeping tabs on their competitors and what. I'm sorry, what's an Xbox? Yeah, like yeah. it's like why? Why? Are you talking about a GameCube? Because that's a great system. <laughs> hey man, I'm, I'm sticking by the GameCube, man. I love no, that system. I'm saying I like the great GameCube too. I'm saying they're just like, what's an Xbox? Uh, that's true. weird to me because I, I thought they would, you know, like go and check out other stuff. Yeah, you would at least research, not, but yeah, I don't know. Just walk over casually to someone else's booth. It's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just at like a trade trade conference. You are not allowed to look in that direction. <laughs> no. But there's so much green light, and there's like a dance party happening. You must look to the left at all times. 
Cranky yeah. Kong's in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need a big announcement, guys. Cranky Kong is in the game. <laughs> they did that. It's yeah. I don't know. Where's Metro? Where's Samus? I don't. I don't. I think it's pretty I, safe to I, say I any drastic change Kong, yeah. will not be happening anytime soon. They still I... got tons of money. From I, the Wii. I don't know about that because there's rumors going around now that there there's already talks of the next system being in development. What? I've seen rumors too. I just I don't know. I don't think so. Has has anyone else heard about this? The the fusion I think is what they were calling it. Supposedly, like, like wait, the, the Wii U's like a year and four months or something, and it's like okay, moving on. What, what well, we keep a, keep in mind, Nintendo always develops their systems like years in advance. Yeah, well, no, everyone just, does. It's just like, at that point, the timeline becomes this was the Virtual Boy, and now the N64 is coming out, or something. Like, yeah. it's, it's weird. But, but there, there's talks, that I think, the Fusion, which is suppo- which I think, based on initial documents, is supposed to be, like, this weird merging of handheld market and console market. Hmm. I okay. find that rumor very hard to believe. I did read it, but I just yeah. can't see that being... I don't know. I'm just stating it. It's obviously pure rumor. And Nintendo will be kind of weird to just abandon their system that fast, but... Or would that be them like, like actually linking 3DS and Wii U purchases or something? Like I could play Earthbound on the 3DS now. Like that's what that means. Who knows? Who knows? I still, I still don't think there's going to be a huge change for Nintendo for a number of years. I don't think yeah. they're they're that like in a flexible and ready to. Not, not so much flexible. I just don't think they're in that like they're clearly nowhere close to being bankrupt or anything. They have tons of Wii sales, so yeah, this they might do something, like... but. Next generation, maybe. Hmm. It seems like a lot of a knee-jerk reaction, I suppose, yeah. to, to bad yeah. quarterly sales. And, you know, you do, sorry, um, Nintendo's still making money hand over fist with 3DS sales and 3DS games. Yeah. So, like, they still have that stranglehold on an entire market of handheld games. Um, it naturally won't last forever. But, like, dude, I'm, I'm so excited. Exactly, right? And so are, like, a million, billion other people. Because it's Smash Bros, so... So it's, like, one bad quarter, or one actually abysmal quarter, I don't think is going to destroy Nintendo, and I don't... I I think a lot of the negative reaction is just, like, knee-jerk, and, you know, like, the knee-jerk compounding upon the knee-jerk. I think Nintendo's going to pull out of this extraordinarily easily. I agree. I think so, too. Like, keep in mind, the 3DS was down significantly, and now it's doing fantastic, so... They have. Yeah, they've been pushed that, that back took, into a that corner. That took before. like a year, year and a half, though. So it took on, Animal like, Crossing. <laughs> this is around the point where the the uh, Wii U will have the match up with the 3DS to start selling well. So what are the, what have we got next quarter from Nintendo? Um, Mario Kart doesn't have a date yet. Smash Bros. doesn't have a date yet. Comes out next month. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Cranky yeah. Kong's in it. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't think you understand. <laughs> Fucking Cranky Kong. Like we're being cynical about it, but that that's thing. actually it's actually. Listen huge. to me. Listen to me. There's Cranky Kong. Yeah. <laughs> that DuckTales can Yeah, you, you like that Scrooge McDuck. We got you covered. Yeah. But Smash Bros. should be sometime this year. Uh, we Fit just came out. However, there's no way that's going to do what it did before. No. Um, It's kind of Mario Kart and Smash Bros., isn't it? Like, yeah, I think yeah. so. Those, those were the top selling ones for the Wii, at least. Hmm. That's true. Like, if you're going to put two games on the Wii U to help save it, Mario Kart and Smash Bros. are a good two to bet on. I mean, I think better than that would be another Legend of Zelda or a... Yeah. I'd know, assume a that's new in Metroid game. Yeah. We've, we've probably mean, got two years for the next Zelda. Does Metroid yeah. do good numbers? Like, I know I like it, 
but I don't know if that translates to... That is true. Know, I've never really looked into that. Millions and millions of units or whatever, so... I, I don't think it does. I think it's got, like, a cult following, like, the same people who like F-Zero and Star Fox and all those other franchises. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, when's the next Star Fox game coming out? I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Just... We got Star Fox 64 3D. Same time the next episode. Oh, actually, yeah, I was, that's literally in my 3DS right now. <laughs> well, there you go. That's All right, yeah. I'm going to just jump ahead to maintain the theme of Nintendo slowly dying. Is oh. Nintendo Force Magazine <laughs> is slowly dying. Yeah. Well, that was uh, fast. For those who don't remember, Nintendo Force is kind of what Nintendo Power turned into. It was an online magazine. That's like the rising phoenix from the ashes. And... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So they went for about a year, and it turns out they didn't make enough. So now they're doing a Kickstarter for their second year. Uh, so if you like Nintendo Force Magazine, you can back that. But I thought it I was guess, like a digital only, but I guess there's paper no, copies. There, for... there are paper copies as well. You could, you get... it, was, it was like cheaper digitally, but if you wanted a paper one, you could subscribe. But it was mainly an online magazine. Okay. Like, I don't know what the quality of the coverage is. Like, maybe they're actually really cool and good at managing their community and it, stuff. I have It's no a lot idea. of good people worked on it. Like, I know that the dude from Brawl and the Family did comics for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a bunch of people from different sites like GameSpot working on it. Okay. But I guess just, like, it's it's a, a magazine. I was going to say, yeah, it's a magazine, right? Yeah. No yeah. wonder it's dying. It's a magazine. <laughs> even, even, in, all... even in digital, print is dying, so. Yeah. Wait, you guys all subscribed to Nintendo Power back in the day, right? Well, there yeah, was a period of years One of there, us yeah. bought, like, the final issue when it came out. I yeah, bought two like... copies. <laughs> I got Man. a sealed one, because I don't know. I needed it. <laughs> because of eBay. I feel like everyone's bought Nintendo Power at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, not just bought, man. Like I would, I would stack the the magazines together so that I could see the images of like oh, yeah. oh, of yeah. Samus or like Link, like I don't know, matching up on. The oh, I know, I know. Sean has like dozens of those posters, like just yeah. everywhere. Yeah, oh, dude, I forgot. In my parents' house, I have all those magazines in line, posters all over the place. Yeah. No, actually, I sent a letter into them once, and I. Obviously, I drew Rayman on the uh, on the envelope, just to, so I can hopefully Did get into their art section. Nope, because I am not a good artist. Hmm. Um, no, the last I, time I read, I was even art. worse when I was fourteen. No, wait, I was I was twelve then, ish. I don't know. Come okay. on, be honest. You were probably like eighteen. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> at the right old age, twenty five. This was last year. <laughs> Yeah, it was actually, like, last week, like, I just sent in, like, four. I figured one of them's got to make it. To no, Nintendo I, Force. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have a fan art section. I, um, I remember, actually, what even what I asked. And, like, someone was, like, it didn't get published, like, the letter, but someone was nice enough to answer it and then mm-hmm. mail that back to me, which was mind-blowing for a young child of that age. Of Do you still have the reply? Did you no, like no, it's, it's gone forever. Oh, okay. But it was, um... I asked what M in M. Bison stood for. Um, apparently it's Master. Master Bison. Okay. Ah, okay, because originally it was supposed to be Mike, so... Mike Bison? Mike Bison? <laughs> because you, you guys don't know this? How, like, no. Balrog, like, the, the boxer, is supposed to be M. Bison because it was a parody of Mike Tyson? Oh. So you're saying that this guy that wrote back to 12-year-old Vernon was a liar? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vernon, your entire life. No! No! Nintendo power! 
Now you're happy they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy's listening to this. Shit, they found me out. <laughs> Man. All right. Um, I guess continuing on the train of things doing poorly, the Canadian dollar is not doing great. Yay. And, Yay, uh, no surprise. Yep. Just Man. the only reason I bring this up is because Canadian retailers are increasing game prices by five bucks, which I hadn't like ever seen. Like sixty four ninety nine. You've it, never yeah. seen. Yeah. Okay. I I've seen it. Like the game prices actually went down. Like I think during the not maybe just on the tip of the PS two Xbox era because of that. Okay. Because the dollar started doing stronger, but now that we're doing a lot worse lately, it's gone back up. So you would have been in game retail then, right? Like when that. I wouldn't have been in game retail, but I was like. Old enough to remember my game purchases and how much I had to pay. Oh, okay, okay. John, did you work game retail? I used to. Yeah, we used all to, did. Uh, we, I managed. That's where we met. Yeah. Oh, you guys, that's super I, cute. I was the, the <laughs> guys. manager of the store, so. Yeah. Oh my god. It's like, oh, John awesome. hired us. Adorable. You should all kiss. What? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Wait, wait. Yeah, sorry. I just I I always try to sneak that in whenever I can. Um, what? <laughs> What uh, what game retail did you guys work for? Uh, EB Games. Oh, yeah. back in the day. No, um, we we still have EB Games here. Like what we, the fuck? Yeah, what? they didn't change yeah. the name. No at some shit. Of them. Oh my yeah, god. No, Sorry. it wasn't. Yeah, like I used to I used to go to Friday Night Magic every uh, every Friday at the mall to play with my magic cards and lose. Um, but between matches, I would always go next door to the EB Games to play their demos. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were that annoying kid. Yeah, I was that kid. <laughs> I was so that kid. Not even ashamed. Just playing Punch-Out all day. And then yeah, so many of those there. kids. I'm just going to play Tatsunoko versus Capcom 3 for like eight hours. Is that cool, guys? I guess. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Where's your family? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> like, oh, it was yeah. weird. And they just disappear around 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock. And... Yeah. yeah, and then I, I would call my mom on the payphone to pick me up from the mall. Man. God, payphones. Childhood. Yep. You guys, there's yeah. still an EB Games in Canada. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're like the main one. Like GameStop for <sighs> the rare ones. Like that yeah. branding kind of just didn't resonate here. Or something yeah, it's for I some reason GameStop's not popular. I don't know why. All at the moment into GameStops, but the majority are EB Games. They no, no, at, Yeah, no. What happened was they were like GameStop bought EB Games. Yeah. They started converting EB Games to GameStops in uh, in Canada. And then, I don't know, something happened where GameStop was not popular because it's GameStop. So they're like, oh, let's just keep it EB Games. Cause that's well, I can understand that. Consumers. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have these shops up in Canada, but um, the GameStop logo, like the white text, red text, yep. on so many different other other um, businesses. So like Smashburger Smash yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sushi Stop, I think, is another one. It's just like red text, white text. And then you you're just like, man, this is... Generic at best. I guess a brief aside, how long has Smashburger existed? Like, is it an old thing? I had it for the first time today. Like, I had it for the first time like a week ago. Like, it seems like it just came into being. We, in we had sma- we've had it uh, in Calgary for at least a year. Okay, okay. If not two. But, like, as a franchise, is it, like, maybe a decade? Or is it, like, oh, no, back in the 50s. <laughs> back in the 50s, Smashburgers. Yeah, and he didn't franchise it until 1987, but then it finally came up here. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe there's this whole story, but... <laughs> Get yeah. me a package and drive on down to Smashburger. <laughs> Come on down to good old Smashburger. <laughs> it's a darn good time. Thirty-six Chicago. Yeah. You'll love me a burger. I'll bet my Pulitzer on it. Only a nickel Your on Pulitzer. Tuesdays. Like, that kind yeah. of thing. 
but I gladly pay you Tuesday for a Smash Burger today. There you go, Popeye. That's, anyway. that's a, I don't know, like that that name and that branding is just it just sounds really unfortunate in terms of like I don't know slang because Smash like we all know is like just to get it on like. I, so I just imagine just smash on, you know, smashing burgers against walls or just punching food. <laughs> like that's how they're tenderizing stuff. Is yeah, just, oh. they just have oh, a okay, box in the back, just beating the shit out of like. Because I, I just imagine a really graphic, uh, <laughs> like, like dry humping involving burgers. <laughs> just like think the about most, the people like, working at sexual smash. thing. Yeah, just like just like grinding on that ground beef. <sighs> Grind oh. beef. Think about it. And then no one else ate for the rest of the week. And then nobody continued to listen to this show. <laughs> this is our last episode. Like, I can for... just see your ratings just going down. I was told they were going to talk about video games. Now they're like talking about grinding out hamburgers. What's going on? <laughs> Sorry. And we just simultaneously vomited. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Um, and um, continuing with money talk, Valve is adding more currencies to Steam, which means uh, some people I might be more went right or less. back into it. So good. Yeah, so good. Just right back. I, although, I, I've been seeing all manner of weird currencies as I sold like all my cards this past week. So, I believe it. That's true. I just, well, they, at yeah. the moment, I think they only had American, uh, Europe... Both the pound and the euro, and then they had another one which I wasn't familiar with. And mm-hmm. now they're adding like fifty countries worth. So like I saw Canada um, specifically. So that means you, we could have to start. So buy all your games now; they're going to go up in price. Yay! So wait, oh. are they accepting Dogecoin? Yeah, are they taking Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all that stuff? I, you, I don't know. I, I put my Doge reference coin? there. How, yeah, okay. we say Dogecoin. How how is it pronounced? I always say Doge. I've had someone say Doge. I, I've been doing Doge, but then again, like I feel right because me and my friends say Doge. But you're probably just as right as I am, and we need to like have a serious discussion about is, this. Is this the GIF GIF thing? I've been landing on the G a little harder, so it's like Doge, but I don't like. It's just got a little. I've been doge. going. Doge. <clears throat> have you guys been crypt- like hashing cryptos? You getting those? <laughs> you getting, <up> <laughs> getting that Kanye West? That that one's not allowed anymore. It got yeah. delisted. But ah, oh, bummer. Yeah, I can't imagine why. <laughs> he, Connie got mad. He was not into that. So yeah, easy, man. You always gotta watch out for easy. Now, nah, man, I'm, cryptocurrency is just like a scary thing. It's it's weird. I don't know what to make of it. It's about but... as risky as playing the stock market. To be fair, if riskier, if anything. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like the initial like mining of it is just kind of leave your computer on and press this thing, and then it happens. Like honestly, we have Doge coins, <laughs> but and thanks to all this like weird Jamaican bobsled team thing, it's actually like oh weird, this is actually worth money now. I just but, wanted to spotlight this person in the chat for a sec. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are ruining Smash Burger for me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time at Smash Burger, but it was I don't know like. It- the, like, they had several types of meat. I appreciate Smash that. Burger was very tasty. Their milkshakes are on point. But think about grinding. <laughs> Every time you go there. Think now. about it. Yeah. Really so, so Why do you think they call it ground beef? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seen that uh, that one like viral YouTube video of uh, like the like all these kids like just grinding on uh, on Ottoman. It's no. pretty Ricky wait, something something. Wait, what? <laughs> no, but 
I believe uh, it. Just I guess I'm gonna have to look here. it up now. Like, Please, guys, talk amongst yourselves. I'm I'm going to put this uh, in the chat. I'm gonna put this link into the chat. <laughs> it's important people know. But okay. All right. So, last money, topic business. that I brought up for the news section. Oh yeah, this is like a good story. It's a good story. Uh, yeah. PlayStation at the moment on the PlayStation Store has a sale called 14 for 14. Um, they actually have some pretty nice like quality games discounted pretty like quite a bit like uh, Tearaway, which I had been. Uh, not Tearaway, sorry, Puppeteer. Which I yeah, I bought that, actually. Is $7 on Plus. Rain is, like, $3 on with Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely recommend it. If you have Plus, you can get some pretty good games real cheap. So I would look into that. Oh, Enslaved is on there, too, for 5 bucks. That game's pretty cool. So <laughs> Okay, it's going into and the then, chat. I found it. <laughs> oh, and then nope. this, last, uh, this last story Nathan put here, and it's probably the craziest story. It is pretty weird, and just more like facets to it kept opening up over the course of the week. Um, but I guess I'll start at the beginning. Uh, so, Candy Crush Saga uh, is a viral game that I've never played, but I guess it's kind of a bejeweled type thing, but with candy. Is that mm-hmm. a fair summary? Also, uh, it, I couldn't post it into the chat, so it's in the, the docs. Actually, I could probably post it in the chat. Sorry that I'm derailing this. I know we, we have a lot of... I'm not watching this while we're recording. <laughs> Grinding on Ottomans. Just, like That's the real news. But anyway, um, I don't know. Okay. Did anyone play Candy Crush? Has anyone seen a yeah, Facebook? Yeah, I, I, uh, I've seen it. Okay. Um, the company behind that, King, uh, apparently trademarked the word candy and started sending out kind of threatening letters this week of just like, hey, stop using our, you know, you're confusing the marketplace. We're going to seek our lawyers on you. That was kind of phase one. Then there was also this whole, like, they've also tried to uh, trademark Saga, because that's kind Ooh, of part of their I didn't hear this part. overarching branding. So that led to kind of a direct legal exchange between them and the bon- the Banner Saga people. I saw so, like, that one, yeah. Yeah. So Rock, Paper, Shotgun actually did a great job of kind of breaking down all of that side of the story specifically. They've been, like, reaching out to Stoic and all this. It's kind of just weird to see such a generic... Like, both words are pretty generic, but, like, them being trying to, like, bring under somebody's banner and, like, stop them from using it in any way whatsoever. It's kind of... So, there's been all sorts of, like, rebuttal to this. Like, there's a candy game jam going on soon (laughs) of, like, indie developers basically flipping off King and saying, no, it's such a generic word, shut up. And I, I guess... Like, on some level, like, seeing all sorts of weird clones of Candy Crush in the mar- like in the iOS store, like, you can see why this started, but then for it to extend to, like, other words and terms seems to be kind of just a big company using its money and heft to kind of push others around, and it's getting kind of gross. Like, people are already kind of... I didn't even know who was behind Candy Crush Saga until this week. Now it's like... I'm seeing things like Zynga 2 and whatever being thrown around in reference to them. So they didn't make a lot of friends in some circles. And yeah, it's gotten kind of weird. Here's um, the thing. There's two things that people most seem to leave out whenever they talk about this. Yeah. The first is the the trademark is only for like video games. Yeah. So it's only in regards to video games. So like candy companies don't have to worry or anything like that. Oh, no, no. Yeah, it's just for like... Like the one that kept getting touted was uh, Candy Slots. Seemed yeah. like a pretty different game that happened to use candy in it. And that seemed like that guy had a case for being like, I wasn't trying to rip you guys off. This is just a thing. But anyway, sorry. Continue. And the, the second was that Apple was actually sending out the, uh, the cease and desists to companies. On their behalf? Like, yeah, just, on okay. King's behalf. So like Apple 
agrees with this, and they have been apparently awarded the patent, or whatever the copyright, whatever the phrasing is. For candy, trademark. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the trademark, that's the one. So, I don't know. The patent it's... for candy? I invented candy? Hmm. I kind of just wish they would adopt kind of the same attitude Notch did when all sorts of Minecraft clones came out and just kind of go, eh, whatever. Like, that's fine. Like, it gets kind of gross because you have to dig through it, but at least, you know, smaller developers don't get shoved around. And Yeah, know, like, the one point on the other side of this is, if you look at the iOS store, there's, like, 900 games that are all called Fario, and it's a platformer. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So, like, weird clone-style games is definitely a problem on there. But I actually found an article today that also, like, just Reddit brought, like, showed this. It was uh, basically pointing out the irony of this, because King themselves, like, four years ago, basically made a Pac-Man-style clone that was actually a ripoff of this other game. So, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. Like, in years past, they have been no better on this front from an ethical standpoint. But now, because they have the money to actually back up their kind of legislate, like you know, actually license all this stuff, they're starting to kind of push people around and just being it's, an it's, asshole. Great. Yeah, it's kind of lame. This is as weird as like, doesn't somebody own the copyright on Blue, and that's why Blu-ray doesn't have an E? Well, I don't know that, but that sounds possible with intensely believable. I think that's. I think I heard that. I haven't looked it up, but. Or, like, as it relates to media or something? As it relates to rays. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. In relation to rays. Spectrum of light is copywritten, man. (laughs) Yeah. Can't use it without paying somebody. I I don't know. It's just, this has been something that just keeps unfolding, and, yeah, it's kind of weird to see a game like the the Banner Saga get caught up in it, because it has, like, nothing to do with any of that. And I kind of want to look it up, like, just the... uh, like, the kind of games King is, like, attaching the word saga to just doesn't seem deserving of the word saga. Like, it's like Pet Farm Saga. And it's like, that's not a saga. There's nothing, like, <laughs> yeah, what if it's, like, the third in, like, a long really line? Character or... development. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing it here. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's all kind of very casual game, very goofy, lighthearted stuff. But then the word saga is in there, which... I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. how much of a saga is Candy Crush Saga? It's like just level after level of match three. Yeah. It's a saga because it takes forever to get through. Yeah. Okay. So for, I don't know. It, it's long, I guess. And then at some point you need to pay them. Isn't that the thing? Like the last 25% is like a steep incline. Um, not even the last 25%. It gets, it gets really buy heavy really early on in the game. Oh. They, they employ a lot of psychological things to, to incentivize you to buy things. So there's a there's generally a turn limit on the match three stuff and there's a point limit that you have to reach to pass a level and there's like there's all these things that you have to um, fulfill to pass a level and you always get so so close to finishing it and um, and as soon as you run out of turns it's like, oh man, that sucks. You totally could have beaten this if you had three more turns. Oh, what's this? You could hypothetically buy a couple more turns Take care of this level. Move on to the next one. So Make it's just something like, of yourself. Yeah, that's you know, like that's I've been gross. I've been casually studying studying like I don't know game theory and Skinner box stuff, uh-huh. Skinner box theory and all this stuff. So you know, as, as a guy who tries to like learn as much about video games as possible, like I'm able to be like, hey, I get what you're doing. Like you're trying to like incentivize me psychologically to pay money on this so that I can progress and get that feeling of progression. But I get it, and I'm not going to do it. And also, fuck you. 
but I could see how like a large portion of people who don't who don't like navel gaze as much as the rest of us do, like would be like, oh man, I could just totally like, I could just I could just pass this and I would feel a lot better about myself. And yeah. also, if I if I may continue my rant just really quickly, mm-hmm. you get a number of lives, so you like you die five times or like you you don't finish a level five times. And then they're like, well, you have to wait for your lives to replenish now. And one life replenishes every 30 minutes. Or you could buy more lives. I'm just saying, think about it. We're King Entertainment. This is what we do. Yeah. yeah. seeing in the chat real quickly, they apparently they uh, Sony left the E off so that they could copyright blue. So maybe it's the other way around. Oh, uh, they wanted that blue. The, the yeah. BLU. Okay. But your point about with the lives just kind of reminded me. Do you guys remember that Sonic game? I don't know if it was the most recent one or the one before that, where the pre-order bonus was like 20 that, lives. That was the most recent one. That's Lost World. <laughs> oh, right. That was so dumb. It's like, it's a home console. It's not an arcade game. It's not like they gave you a bag of quarters. Like that doesn't... Well, I mean, like, it's a pre-order bonus. You just get, if you're going to pre-order the game anyways, it's just like, oh, here's this. Yeah, but, but it, yeah, it was dumb to be like, oh yeah, 20 extra lives, because you'll need it. Yeah. All right, let's move into questions. Okay. Do we not have anything about the Machinima thing or the? Uh... No. Do you have more oh, news? Oh yeah. What what was that this week? That was the Xbox One incent like viral marketing thing kind of. Yeah. Like, where they're like, hey, talk about this thing in a favorable way. Wink, wink, wink. Money. Uh, well, I mean, like, there's always there's always like little programs like that for certain yeah. channels. That's not a surprise. The problem was that they were the stipulations on the contracts were that you had to only say positive things. Mm-hmm. Which, to be fair, if you if you ever look at any of those contracts, any of those channels have the sign, they traditionally do say that because why would you let them say something negative when and you're then promoting pay them an item? For it? Yeah. yeah. So like people were getting super upset about that, but at the same time, that's kind of just how things are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like that, I just want to at least make a small comment about it. Uh, there was another story that broke big this week, and I can't remember what the hell it was. I even saw it earlier in the chat, but I didn't. Can't remember what it is. Sorry about that. Uh, while we're doing that, how about we just go on to emails? Okay. Let's do that. Uh, so, if people are watching live, if you have some questions, throw them into the chat and we'll maybe pick some out. For right now, we have some that were emailed and sent in to us. Um, I'm going to start with this first one by Annie. It says, I was wondering if you guys have a favorite area ambience in a game. Uh, her personal favorite is the Earth Sea in Xenoblade. So I guess your favorite area in a game. Or is it like the music in that area? Like you just hang out in that area and it's real ambient and you're just like, yeah. I told you all the info I had. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm just trying to suss out what that means. Is that like the kind of people who in Brothers would sit on that bench for like an hour and just be like, yeah, it's awesome. Look at sure. That. Okay. Part of the Whales is pretty good. Um, trying to think if there's like a area in a game that I was just like stop and appreciate. Seems like El Shaddai might be a thing that had those. Is that fair? Yeah, I'd, look I'd, at I'd, it. Just, I'd just say all of El Shaddai at that point, really. Okay. Um, Shadow of the Colossus probably for me. Like There were just regions know, where I'd just be like, I'm going to swim in this lake because I want to, and there's nothing in it, but this is so weird. Like It's up in the mountains, and this is cool. So I, stuff like that, I just get caught up in the environment. Anybody else? say maybe like Journey... Or the Uncharted series had some pretty nice-looking places. We're just like, I'm going to swim in this pool. And then yeah. he'll say something funny. Yeah, yeah. That was good stuff. Um, for, I, I guess I have two. Uh, first one, okay. it would be like Half-Life 2, um, beginning of the game, like the City 17, just sort of like mm-hmm. 
walking around and, and sort of being told the story of the city, not through like, hey, this is what happened, surprise, but more of like you just sort of like picking up on contextual clues of like, yeah, this is further in the future, all this bad stuff happened, now we're in this military state, and I think that yeah, was just sort kind of... of witnessing weird stuff going mm-hmm. on in an alley or something, and mm-hmm. figure and out, yeah. It was definitely a sort of like a a breakthrough moment in video games for me because they they say like what you know like when you're writing for movies or whatever it's like show don't tell like you have to show someone something but when you're writing for video games it's do don't show mm-hmm. so they sort of like thrust you into this like interactive environment um, where all this ambient stuff is happening all around you not necessarily happening with you right next to it so you walk around and explore and you like pick up these contextual clues of like hey. Like, this is the the area I'm now in. It's just very... It was a very, like, watershed moment in gaming for me hmm. to see that happen. And um, and I guess the other one is just, like... Um, have you guys played... Are you guys uh, Fantasy Star Online players? I've, I have played PSO before. Back yeah, on Dreamcast, I played it, yeah. Like, one of um, my happy places yeah. is uh, the, the spaceship where you can buy your items and just, like, take care of all that stuff. That's just, like, my... Like... Happy place zone, like just isn't that kind of just the hub outside of me? Yeah, yeah. You just kind of oh, okay. The futuristic area, mm-hmm. hmm. some cyberpunk stuff, man. Mags, isn't that right? You look what? after your mag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pants are okay. Vague memories. Okay, all right. What's up next on emails? All right, here's one from the chat. Okay. Thoughts on the new RoboCop movie? I guess the trailer. I'll watch it. I'm kind of apprehensive about it, but I don't know. I don't know. I I wish it was rated R. Like that's as long as it's better than the uh, Robo or the uh, Total Recall remake. I'm just kind of worried it'll fall in that same zone, though. Like it's like a PG-13 remake of a Verhoeven movie. Like it's very specific. It's like. It's walking right over there, so I don't know. I guess it's sort of black. because I don't know why. the the I don't know the movie economy is sort of in a different place than it was back in the Verhoeven days in like the seventies and eighties and mm-hmm. even early nineties, like when people were just really experimenting. Right now, like the big thing that movie theaters, sorry that that filmmakers want to do or like movie studios want to do is they want to break into the Chinese market. Yeah. So because like once you break into that, there's this whole like flood of money that's going to come in because China only lets in like 10 foreign films or some stupid number like that per year. Mm-hmm. So if you're right. one of those things, like, and you know, you got to be like a PG-13 movie, you can't like, it's the reason why the the Red Dawn remake changed their villains from Chinese to North Koreans was so that they could try to get into that market. Yeah. So like, you have to play like all these rules of this like, I don't know, to- kind of totalitarian or oligarchy or whatever. I didn't know the PG-13 thing was a part of that. That's that's kind of weird. I mean, I I don't think I've heard evidence evidence to support that, but it mm. makes a lot of sense. And even in the U.S. market, like PG-13 movies are going to sell better than rated R movies. Hmm. Um, so it's just this like, I don't know, not to use like the terms I learned in film school too much, but the classicists like overtaking of these like things that we hold so near and dear to us to like make as much of a dividend as possible. Hmm. So yeah, I'm for those. Colleagues. I'll watch it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why not? It's not gonna stop me. But like, there's it, sort of like, yeah, I kind of understand like why they wouldn't want to make it rated R. Like they're sort of cashing in on that nostalgia. 
And I like I'm just thinking it's like I want it to be more like Dread, but Dread was a huge box office failure. So yeah. <laughs> of course they wouldn't want to make it like that, but I don't that's what I that's what I'd like. I want I'm just I appreciate any, anything that is trying to like pick Detroit up. Like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but they got that Robocop statue now. This should be fine. Yeah, things are going great. Things are going great for the Detroit. They got the Robocop statue. I'm pretty sure Eminem's doing alright. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, we just need to make Detroit okay again. Well, that's why we're going to have a trilogy of RoboCop movies again. Great. So that'll if, work. if it pays off, yeah, I don't know. Michael Keaton's in it. That's kind of crazy. Samuel L. Jackson. Gary Oldman. There you go. RoboCop remembers he's a human. Is that... It still has a human hand for some weird reason. Yeah. All right. Sean, uh, any interest? That last question was fan. from Bedtime Ballerina. Next okay. question is we had two from Cody. Okay. Writes, what Nintendo franchise do you want to see Retro Studios work on after DK Country Tropical Freeze? F Zero and Star Fox. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'll say F Zero. I don't really care too much about Star Fox. Oh, they should bring back Clue Clue Land probably. <laughs> there just, you go. Uh, Mock Rider. Mock Rider. Like, I do want another Metroid game, but if those guys are burnt out on it, I don't, you know, want to put them on that path. You know what but... I actually want? I want a new Wrecking Crew game. Yeah, Wrecking Crew. I finally experienced a taste of that in the NES Remix. It's kind of cool. So, I know. Yeah, they should bring it back. How would you, how, you know, it's like you're smashing stuff with the gamepad or something? I you... think it just make, like, the puzzles more intricate, really, so... Mm. Actually, that that sounds like a 3DS download or something, but probably do that like way. like Doctor Luigi. Yeah, that tier of kind of stuff. Did anyone play that? Is that good? Is that like it's fifteen dollars? I kind of can't justify it. That's I, I too much. It, well, I don't know. It's like all right. Well, maybe for ten bucks, but I have like a different a bunch of other ways of playing Doctor Mario right now. So okay. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd rather they didn't work on Donkey Kong. I personally don't care much about that franchise, but yeah. Let it's me just... tell you, this new one, it's got this sweet new character. What? Yeah. Have you heard of Cranky Kong? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's not a new he's the oldest one. He's been in all of them. <laughs> like since Donkey so how Kong. How stoked are you? I, not very, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be fine. I, I didn't play what, that last one either. What if there's a skin for where he's just like the 2D sprite from the original Donkey Kong? Like that, with that same one frame of animation. That might be good. I don't know. That, that Nostalgia. If they just press the right nostalgia buttons, maybe they'll get me, but I don't know. I don't know. The nostalgia was never really surrounded around Cranky Kong. It was mostly more of a... Donkey, Donkey Kong. I, yeah. I kind of wish they just made a game where Cranky Kong just sat in his chair and just belittled anyone who came by him. That would yeah. Just just Rocking Chair Simulator 2014. Exactly. Just yeah. Yeah. Far off, man. There's a market for farming simulator. I mean, come on. And soda pop drinking. Like one of the, one of the most important uh, moments for me in 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 gaming was I was thinking about like how I. You know, I sort of, at times I find myself belittling other people's hobbies, like, oh, ho, ho, sports, like, people are watching football and stuff, I don't get it, haha, what's the sport? And then, realizing that I just spent 25 minutes watching a Let's Play of Woodcutting Simulator 2013, <laughs> and understanding that it's okay to have different hobbies than other people, 
Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't make fun of these things because I guarantee our hobby is just as Hang dumb on. as everyone that else's. That line of it's okay to have different hobbies, that's probably what you tell your parents all the time. In the- <laughs> what are you doing all day? Making people eat hot peppers. <laughs> it's okay to have different hobbies, Mom, okay? Like, gosh, just... Okay? Just frozen, let it go. All right, oh, that is that song. Okay. Yeah, sorry. It took me a second. Okay. Making, uh, making references. Uh, let's say you guys have the ability to make one game. What game do you make, and what developer do you choose to make it? You can choose any platform. It can be a sequel or new IP or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, you guys got one, or...? I'm thinking right uh, now. Well, my easy answer is I want Burnout Paradise 2 by the original Criterion. Yeah, so they should get a, hire those guys back, pay them whatever they Second want. Second choice would be Viva Pinata 3 by Rare. Okay. Hmm. The original Rare, because I'm pretty sure they broke up somewhat too. I've kind of been wanting just like this open-ended... like Well, it's just like a chase game where it's just like get to Mexico. That's the only objective. And Rockstar makes it. And you're just driving south and it's... I don't know. It's basically like the... What's that Spielberg movie from, like, 74? Sugarland Express? Yeah. Yeah. There you Is go. this, like, an endless runner on my phone? No, Except it's, like, dark. you're just trying to get south of the border because that lawless land, you're trying to escape. And then there's, you know, just try to lay low, or, like, if you get in a chase, there's cops. I don't know. Just a okay. simple objective, but it looks really nice. And I don't All know. Right. John yeah. Vernon? Um, um, I, got, I got one if you don't, Vernon. Go for it. Okay. I want a super stylish action-adventure game like Devil May Cry Bayonetta, but it takes place all in space, and you're just a superhero version of Carl Sagan. <laughs> <laughs> who, who makes it? Is it Platinum? Yeah, it'd be Platinum. Okay. Of course, yeah. Okay. Um, I just want Half-Life 3. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say like, that. I, I, I know I have to, that's like the most cliched thing to do, but um, do you choose Valve to make it though, or do you bring in somebody yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Valve. <laughs> I mean, I mean the the thing I've been most I was most enamored with the current console generation was uh, The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like Valve really pioneered a lot of storytelling elements elements in video games, but. Naughty Dog really brought it to this zenith of, like, this is how games should be. Like, this is us not uh, not assuming too much or assuming that the audience knows too little. And, like, this is us, like, allowing ourselves to be subtextual in how we write for video games. Um, and I guess to that point, like, I just want another Team Ico game, man. Yeah. Like, well, that's going to happen. Someday. Yeah. I I, I, someday. I value storytelling, like, above all else, I value uh, storytelling in video games and character development in video games, and Shadow of the Colossus was one of the biggest moments in gaming for me, just because, like, it was told in such a minimalist way, but it had such, like, kind of profound elements to it, Mm -hmm. and I just want more of that. Who left from that team, though? Like, isn't it kind of not a good team? Something Ueda... The mm. producer, developer, like that, a bunch of people bled out from that team. Yeah, it's so discouraging, but yeah. I mean the the gameplay elements and the and I don't know the the UI and control of Shadow of the Colossus weren't the best. Mm-hmm. It was it. I think the best parts about it and the thing that you know, like your favorite game is something you love despite all of its problems. But like the Even most the important frame rate on PS2 was yeah. really rough, but didn't matter. 
But yeah. the, the reason, like the reason Shadow of the Colossus was so good and so important to me was because of the story it was telling, and because of the way it told the story. And I just want to see more of that. Mm. All right. Got a question here from Brooke. She writes, "What is the hardest game you have played that has come out within the last five years?" Super Meat Boy. I guess that was last five years. That's getting close to almost more than yeah. five years. Yeah, I spent uh, I spent so much time on the I want to be the guy. I think that was like that was the like my rite of passage as a gamer to to spend eight hours on the I want to be the guy level and beat that. That that broke me. I didn't finish that stage, but mm. yeah. Um, I've done the main quest. That's all I've done for Super Meat Boy. <clears throat> I've actually never finished the game. I just I did, I finished the I want to be the guy up level, and I was like, well, I'm done. Fuck it. Life successful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think if it's like Spelunky in its own way. Maybe. Like I could say something like Dark Souls, but I've played like maybe twenty minutes of it, so that that's the thing. Like yeah. I've played Demon Souls, but I've like failed at it, so I haven't even gotten through it to know whether it, it is always like that or if it's just okay, a learning here. thing. I'll say I'll say FTL because I haven't even beat it on easy, and I keep going back to it. Okay. Um. I, maybe I'll say Spelunky in that way where it's like I'm still in a zone where I want to play more and actually defeat what it has to offer. So, yeah. My problem is all I do is play hard games, so it kind of blurs the line. Oh, lines. you're just way too good now. Oh, I'm yeah, John, John, look at the thing behind me. Look at all these I'm video sorry. games that I have. I'm sorry. Fuck, man. Cut us some slack. No, nah, I'm just thinking, like, like they just kind of blur together, so I'm like, alright, I want to be the guy. Games are just too easy, guys. Like, sheesh. Like, have you ever, have you guys ever gotten to that point where you've just transcended video games as an art form? That's <laughs> <laughs> why I can't win a conversation. Effortless. Um, but even in the last five years, like, you know, limiting to the last five years, you can't think of a specific one that was like... My problem is I think of too many so that they all kind of blur together. I'm like, I could say ROM hacks, I could say I want to be the guy, I could say Ninja, the Ninja Gaiden series, Battletoads, I could they say... They come like, out within the last five years. Battletoads is a long time ago. Oh, okay, maybe I can't say that. Well, I thought played in the last five years. No, it says that came out recently. Oh, okay, okay. it does well, say that. It does say have played, but yeah. I'm just going to say I want the I want to be the guy series. Okay. Or I guess I want to be the series. <laughs> All right, and this last question, uh, it was an email from some unreadable email account, so sorry to that guy. Um, he asked, hey, guys, with America having net neutrality struck down, what do you think of net neutrality? Does Canada have net neutrality, and how will this affect gaming online? Hmm. Was anyone following this? Uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, wait, you, you guys in Canada way. have... Mostly just you have to deal with bandwidth caps, don't you? Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been kind of upgrading a bit with our ISP, but it's still throttled a lot. Mm. Up in Canada, do you, do you guys have that? Because like where I live, I can only get one cable provider, and I can only get internet through them, and it's sort of monopolistic in that way. Are you guys able to shop around? Yeah, there's at least two of. big options, and then there's some smaller companies too. But yeah, but it's not based on like location. You can pick who you want. Well, it's just lovely. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Um, I guess 
you you guys are all Canadian, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, over here in the great city of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, um, it, net neutrality has been a thing I've been following pretty closely because. Um, the cable companies down here, the ISP providers down here, have this really monopolistic stranglehold over um, who can get what. Is it all so, Comcast kind of stuff? That's the um, it's it's divided up by neighborhood. So some oh, okay. are um, some people are Comcast, some people are Time Warner. I'm I'm under Time Warner, mm. and I am astounded by how it is 2014 and how extraordinarily terrible my service is. It's just it's laughably bad. Hmm. And um, and that doesn't seem like it's going to change until Google Fiber comes around. Which and sucks. Even, how is that even doing right now? That's only in like Kansas City, isn't it? Yeah, I like, thought it went if to you're Austin. In, if you're it? in Kansas and Utah, you're great. Oh, okay. Things are, things are great, but um, it's not going to hit. You're downloading stuff just for the shit of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna hit us for another several years. Like, I don't think it's going to hit a major metropolitan center for a while. Hmm. But um, the whole net neutrality business is that um, um, networks are looking to... Uh, sorry, ISPs are looking to throttle something like Netflix. So it's not like... It's not so much consumer side, like you have to pay more to get this, but like someone like, like Netflix is going to have to pay for preferred bandwidth to send to us. And uh, it, it sort of made the target harder to argue against. Um, but I'm. But then that'll also like Netflix will raise costs. Right? Exactly. Like, that would be, yeah. Networks. Specifically, because I was following a bit too. Specifically with Netflix, they seem to be countering it. Like, well, we're just gonna shit on you if you make us do that. Yeah. Like so, seek our customer base on you or something. The, the assumed outcome would be is then these providers would have to then charge consumers more. Yeah, Netflix is banking upon uh, public opinion to reverse yeah. the idea. The big problem is that I don't know when has. Time Warner ever cared about what its customers think? Sure. You know, like what, like when have they ever listened to me when I've called and complained that like I'm downloading something at a snail's pace? And you know, not to be an evil genius here, but if I were Time Warner, I would throttle Netflix. Next, Netflix would say like, "Hey, like call your ISP, complain about this," um, because our prices are going up. And then Time Warner would just release their own, uh, their own streaming service. Like surprise, we were working on this all along. This is our move. Hmm. And then they back to Warner like licenses, so we, they could theoretically do yeah. that. Yeah, the the big fear is that like cable companies are are so big and so prevalent that they can, you know, easily box people out of of what they're doing. You know, like you're seeing more on demand stuff on on like Time Warner cable, and it's it's frightening because Time Warner sucks. Right, and I guess to tying into the the third question of will it affect gaming, that immediately makes me think of Sony trying to do like PlayStation Now with their Gaikai streaming services, and having to up the cost for that kind of thing. Yeah, in the same way. So maybe. Yeah, could definitely, and mm. it sucks. Yeah, we're in a we're in a sort of a moment of like flux where we're trying to figure this out, and it's kind of kind of scary. All right, we're at the end of the show. We have a on session called Game Yeah, yeah like really ending on a low note. It's like, yeah, now, the future's really scary. Yeah. But hey, we get to end on... Yeah, we have, a seg- we have a segment called Games of the Week where you say out of all the games you played this week, what's your favorite game? What should folks play the most? What should folks play? 
Yeah. So it's easy for me. I played one game. My game of the week is Risk of Rain. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, my list is long, but I don't know. I'm gonna say like again. I haven't finished 999, so I don't you know haven't had all that sweet payoff. I was really really happy with Luminous this week. It was just. And this is Electronic Symphony for the Vita. Yeah, this is the that newer newer one. So yeah, just I don't know, just right back in whatever 2006 or whatever when I was playing the first one. It's just like, oh yeah, this game's awesome. This is a great puzzle game. Combos. So yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, I'm gonna say because I oh sorry I didn't mean to cut you off, Vernon. No, this is all you. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say Nidhogg this week. Okay. Right. Yeah, because I that's really good if you have people to play against. And I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Borderlands 2, you guys should reinstall it and <laughs> live 2013 over again. I don't know if you guys have heard of this game, Borderlands, but it's really Oh, good. it's so wild! Did you know they made a sequel? Holy cow! <laughs> but no, um, right. play it if you have friends and you're bored. Boop. Well, thank you for joining us, Vernon. Where yeah, can dude. people find your stuff? Sell yourself to the Oh, audience. yeah, youtube.com slash hopevergaming. Um, for those of you who don't know us, we're a YouTube channel that uh, where people... Um, try to review video games directly after eating hot peppers. Um, legitimately the dumbest uh, thing in the world. I'm okay with it, so should you. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Uh, uh, yeah, dude, th- this is a... I, I didn't tell you guys, but this is actually my first podcast ever. Oh, oh wow. Really? Yeah. yeah we so your like, podcast V-card? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to get gross like that, there's... He did. He did want to get that gross. Yeah, was like grinding on beef for like ten minutes on this episode. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, my, my, yeah, my first podcasting experience was me talking at length about grinding on ground beef. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, hey, yeah, it was really everyone's fun. first time's a little awkward, right? <laughs> Seriously, though, guys, thanks for having me. This was a lot of yes. fun. No, yeah. for sure, this is great. Always welcome. And um, for anyone else, uh, if you guys want to send in questions next time. It's uh, follow us on Twitter. It's at TDP Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook, Top Down Perspective, or it's just Top Down Perspective at gmail.com. We'll be back next week. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks. See you.